Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. The main event is a first-timer at the Magic Castle, but he's no first-timer to magic. He's been selling out arenas in Europe, and now he's come stateside to vanish the Hollywood sign. Norway's Alex Alexander is my guest. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the feature product of the week from Brent Braun. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians tell me the reading material they would love to be lost at sea with. This week's Philadelphia's very own Lindsay Noel joins me for Desert Island Magic Books. Lindsay Noel, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's suppose you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, and it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book? I didn't know about the Tyvek uh, clause, so that might change my... No, it doesn't change my answer. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here on your desert island with my one magic book. And I, this is such a basic answer, but I honestly, I thought about this. I've been thinking about it since you let me know that I would have to have a desert island magic book. And the answer is I have a definitive, this is what I would take, Mm -hmm. but I also have a sexy, fun answer. So I have two answers. Okay. But I'll start with what I would consider the the basic magic answer, which is that I I would bring the complete tarball. Oh, so are now we have a rule on this show. Uh, the you you if, if it's a multi volume set, you have to choose one volume. Fortunately, there is a version of Tarbell that is completed altogether. Uh, is that the one you're taking? The, yeah, the one that um well, and partly the joke that I thought of about this was that. You know, uh, I would never run out of things to do. And if I really hated one of the tricks, I could rip the page out and use it for a fire starter. <laughs> I, I always appreciate it when guests think practically. Um, I will also establish that in the canon of this particular island, we have previously established that uh, there is a resort with food and lay people to perform for and a fully stocked magic shop. So you have access to all kinds of tricks. It just doesn't have any books uh, is what we have determined. And I think that it... Yeah, I feel like I I understand this is, and I was sad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is such a boring answer, but also it is a practical answer. And I would, you just, you can't run out of things to do. And I'm a firm believer in everything old is new again, Mm -hmm. especially when you're getting it out of books. So many people want to learn things um, from videos uh, these days. And so to go back to the classics and the first correspondence course, and be able to draw inspiration from that because it's just, I approach magic like building blocks. Mm-hmm. And so something like Tarbell is so useful and it's an endless well of inspiration. I com- if you look around the weird pattern. I completely agree um, because, you know, having been involved sort of tangentially with Dan Harlan's so tar- Tarbell project that took seven years to film every trick in that book and having to watch him update effects that like you know there's tricks in there where sorry there's raw materials you just can't get anymore or it's illegal to get because we found out how dangerous they are um and so it's a fascinating i find myself going back to tarbell all the time whenever i'm looking at any plot and i and i find that some of the best magicians do the same thing because there's literally everything is in tarbell and so it's not a weird answer at all and i don't think it's a lame answer because it's there's some fascinating stuff in there yeah uh, I'm sure Denny would appreciate this answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, li- I, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say that uh, 
it's funny because I only I only met Denny once. I'm saying that as someone who knows of Denny and through many other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one time I met him, I wasn't even in Magic yet. Francis was doing their fundraiser show. Oh. And I was sat all the way in the back, just kind of, you know, observing. And I sat next to Denny, who I didn't know yet. And I just had the most wonderful time with this just delightful, somewhat crotchety, but really hilarious about it, old man. (laughs) And it was, it was wonderful. He, it sort of, I feel like it set the tone for a lot of, and it, and it, I don't know that I realized this at the time, but I do feel that it set the tone for a lot of the ways I approach magic because I don't want to be just one of those basic ass magicians. Sorry, can I curse? I will not curse. You can now. Okay. (laughs) We'll cut it out. Uh, I don't want to be one of those uh, basic magicians that is just like, oh my God, another card trick. Oh, whatever the rings, like the kind of thing that you would make fun of. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be something entertaining and engaging enough that even if I'm doing the most classic piece out of Tarbell, Mm -hmm. It's entirely unique and amazing. I 100% agree. Well, Lindsay Noel, the the complete Tarbell getting around my rule was fantastic. It's a great uh, choice. Uh, it's, it's always good to hear uh, somebody else talk about Tarbell on this show. Thanks so much for joining us on Desert Island Magic Books. I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to take my boat home. Thanks so much to Lindsay Noel for coming on the show. Also, show alert, if you're in Philadelphia, Lindsay is bringing me to town for her show, Magic Above Standard, this October. If you're in the area, come by, because it's going to be a wild time. Now, on to the main event. This week, coming at the Magic Castle is Norway's very own Alex Alexander. He'll be performing in the Palace of Mystery. Alex is an accomplished illusionist who has sold out theaters and arenas all over Europe, performed for some heads of state, and even done a command performance of the Queen for the Queen of Norway. In addition to that, while he's performing at the castle, he's taking a big risk and plans to vanish the iconic Hollywood sign. Alex, join me via Zoom from the Illusion Magic Lounge in Santa Monica, and now you get to join our conversation. Alex Alexander, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you for two reasons, uh, because while this is an audio format, uh, we are recording for video, and so this will end up on YouTube eventually, but you're in the bar right now that I started. You're in the the Illusions Bar, which used to be Magicopolis, and you're rehearsing there for your run at the Magic Castle next week. That's very exciting. Yes, that's right. Yes, it is. I, uh, so Randy was to lend me his amazing theater. And so I thought this, this area and this bar particularly, I love this bar. So I, I, I think that, thought that would be a, a, a nice background for our interview. Yeah. Are you doing live shows at Randy's place in Santa Monica um, for your rehearsal or are you just sort of doing dry runs there? Yes, the, this is the rehearsals mm-hmm. for... Uh, the show that we're doing uh, in the Palace of Mystery at the Magic Castle next week, yes. So this is your first time at at the Magic Castle in the Palace of Mystery, am I correct? Yes, that's right. First time performing at the Magic Castle. I've been a member for many years. So (laughs) let let me ask you this, because I've been doing some research on you, and um, to put it mildly, in Norway, you're huge. Uh, You do massive shows, (laughs) and... Uh, the, and your your illusions are huge and beautiful and enormous. How are you scaling that down to work in the Palace of Mystery? Well, that was that was actually a thing that we we, we, we talked about uh, how 
can we do this? Because I want it to be an illusion show mm-hmm. and not a close-up show, but an illusion show. But at the same time, I I like to use the audience. And in my, my bigger live shows, I always do that. I use audience members. I do some close-up, some sleight of hand, because I like to show people that I not only do the big stuff, but I also manage, you know, to do the small, small, small magic stuff. I, I, I like that. And all of us, we grew up with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I always like to have that, uh, segment one, maybe one or two in the show. So it's, uh, and that's also, uh, one of the reasons because I had some illusions here in the States in LA mm-hmm. and in Vegas, and also mm-hmm. one in Branson. Mm-hmm. So I had everything shipped in and I have friends help me, uh, to get everything here in LA or now Santa Monica uh, to uh, prepare for the for for the show at the castle. That was actually that was my next question was how do you how do you travel? So, I mean, the castle. I've played the castle many times, but I'm usually in the close up gallery or in the bar, and uh, you know, I I rock in with a deck of cards, which is so difficult to get onto a plane these days, but <laughs> not not nearly as much as illusions. So I was going to ask, like, how you how you brought those illusions from Norway? Um, I mean, because I don't, I there's not many illusionists who go into the Palace of Mystery, right? And so I was I was curious as to how you were really adapting for that space because it's. I mean, it's a very prestigious stage, but it's also not a very big one. No, it's not. And But as you said, it's very prestigious and all the big legends has been there. So for me, just to be asked to perform there, it's, it's a big honor. And I've been looking forward to it now for months. Mm-hmm. And we prepared, uh, I think, uh, uh, a very fun show with a little bit of everything. And um, so I think there's also something for magicians and something for you know, the regular audience members. Uh, so I think it's going to be quite interesting. And, uh, but we are good. It's a small space. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do some big illusions. Hopefully the biggest illusion will fit on that stage. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the biggest thing that I brought in, um, uh, well, it fits here on this stage. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm hopeful. I had taken measures. So I, I think we're, we're good. So I think we'll give the audience uh, a ride and, and actually a, a, a big scale illusion show. Uh, but in a way, in a smaller scale. But, but yeah. Now our but, lis- but our listeners will- are all magicians. Can you preview yeah. a couple of the illusions you know describe a little bit of the of the illusions because unfortunately many of our listeners are not going to be able to get out to the magic castle uh by sure. the time this yeah. goes out but they want to know what you're doing in there yeah i can say this i want i want i i can't you know i i, I won't say mm-hmm. exactly what i'm going to do but i had two original illusions something somebody has never seen before mm-hmm. And that's why they were in America because they're they're tailor made. They're uh, never done before, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's my opening for a live audience. Actually, now for the first time, I will show them publicly. Oh, that's exciting! So it's very interesting. One of them, let's okay. I can tell you this. One of them is a brand new levitation. Ooh, yes, that's that's exciting. I mean. And Yes, it's very exciting. And it's something you will never, ever think you can do on that stage. 
levitating a person, an object, yourself? Let's see. <laughs> People, but uh, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm attempting to levitate a person. Yes, excellent. But in a totally different way. Uh, nothing that has ever been done at the Magic Castle or, or any stage. So that's really exciting. I, I wish I could be there to see that. I want to shift topics a little yeah, bit because you you come from Europe, um, where uh, they still have royalty, and you've given a number of command performances to royalty, in particular the the Norwegian royal family. What is it like performing for a a a, a, a crowned head of state? Because I have to imagine that that is there's got to be different uh, you know courtesy protocols and and what you're doing. How do you balance, you know, uh, the the way we as magicians are able to violate sort of norms, like uh, like you know, sort of uh, customary norms with people in order to get away with the sneaky stuff that we need to do to cause the moment of astonishment when you're performing for a queen or a king? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not that different. I mean, you have to. Uh, be aware of their titles that's mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. you can't go and just address them by their name you have to say his royal highness her royal highness mm-hmm. princess queen mm-hmm. king um, but other than that they are very fun sorry to interrupt but this week the show is brought to you by definitely not marked from brent braun nick lacapo join me in our production studios to discuss this clever demonstration of magically marked cards Nick, a bunch of my friends have been watching my magic lately, and they're convinced I'm using mark cards. You do use mark cards. No, no, no. The ones that I'm using for this trick are not marked. Oh, the, oh, the definitely not marked. Yeah, yeah no, these yeah, ones are definitely. They're not definitely not marked. I'm gonna say, yeah, I've seen those. No, you know, nobody sees you use mark cards, Eric. But yes, the cards you've been using lately are definitely not marked. Yo, they're definitely not marked by. Well, we're talking about a Brent Braun trick we're here. We're trying to be funny. Does that ever work? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> It's maybe worked once. Uh, I love this trick. It's a great trick. Yeah, Brent Braun put together this nice little packet trick. He's been doing this one forever. Uh, what it is is you show you bring out four cards, the four aces um, from the deck, and you say you're going to like demonstrate the way a gambler would mark a deck of cards. And he's got the, all this great presentation for it about all these like pseudo ways a gambler would mark cards that start to turn them different colors. So, for example, he says you would use a little chapstick to rub it on the back of a card. And it's supposed to be very subtle, but then that card on the back design turns like visibly pink, from, yeah. f- different from the rest of the red cards that you're using, right? And then you do it again. You say, oh, you rub a little bit of your blue jeans on the back of a card. And then one of the cards turns blue on the back. Now, that definitely wasn't in there before, right? And then he goes a step further. He starts talking about nail nicking. And all of a sudden, one of the cards is not only green, but it's torn. And that was definitely not in the cards uh, before. And then last but not least, um, there's like a nice little message that pops up on the on one of the aces. It says uh, these cards are definitely not marked. It literally says definitely not marked on you, them. You know, he, Brent's got a great way of putting together these little routines that just like work out really well. This routine is super easy. I mean, I think it's basically just like, it's kind of Elmsley counts, right? I mean, like it's not even... It, it, there's no insane sleight of hand, but it no, all works it, out really well. Is, and he's any, got a any beginner can do this trick. And yes. he's and if you're a little bit more advanced, he's got a really killer switch that makes one of those cards completely examinable, which is really nice. Yeah, you can end clean on this for yeah. sure. Brent teaches you a way to uh, clean the cards up at the end. 
Um, there's not much to clean up anyway. You could argue you yeah. don't even need to clean up when you do tricks like this. Um, it's just a fun, very yeah. surprising uh, and magical routine where cards are just changing and things are, you know, the pattern that comes along with it is very engaging as yeah. well. So you'll love it. I mean, it's a great trick and it's on sale is that, or no, it's on discount. Yeah, it's on discount. If you, if you're getting it off of our, okay. uh, if you get, if you're getting it because you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're about to get 25% on it. In fact, I'm even going to throw it to myself right now and I'm going to tell you exactly how to get definitely not marked by Brent Braun for 25% off. That was Definitely Not Marked by Brent Braun, available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to this show receive 25% off the featured product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is totally marked. That's totally marked. All one word, T-O-T-A-L-L-Y-M-A-R-K-E-D for 25% off Definitely Not Marked by Brent Braun. That code is only good for Definitely Not Marked and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Alex Alexander. It's not that different. I mean, you have to uh, be aware of their titles. That's Mm -hmm. very important. Mm -hmm. You can't go and just address them by their name. You have to say... His Royal Highness, Her Royal Highness, mm-hmm. Princess, Queen, mm-hmm. King. Um, but other than that, they are very fun mm-hmm. to to be around and to perform for. And the last time I did a very exclusive thing for Her Majesty, the Queen of Norway. And she uh, actually uh, helped me with one of my illusions. I did a rope trick and, you know, around her... Uh, it was just a small group of people and like eight or 10 people Mm -hmm. and a lot of security security everywhere. So, and I, (laughs) I went off stage and I went to her and I, and I looked around at all these people, like after the queen herself, Mm -hmm. like, is it okay? May the queen examine this rope? (laughs) (laughs) And and she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) I'm just so so eager, you know. And and uh, usually, what I found is that the, the royals they actually love magic. Yeah, like like everyone, you know, they they are easy to entertain and they're fun to be around, and they're not actually so taking themselves so serious. But it's important to hold that 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 royal standard in a way uh, that with all the guidelines and the and the titles. I have to imagine that because of the world that they live in, which is just so different than ours, that the opportunity to be a part of a magic show must be a real treat because it allows them to let their hair down. You know, because this magic is inherently something that is going to surprise them, and there's no way they can predict which way it's going to go. And so, as long as you don't make them look like a fool or like the butt of the joke. Or, uh, then yeah. they probably must get it. Just it must be sort of fun for them because they get to they get to live a little differently than they usually do, which is probably very staid and and choreographed. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. And they like to have fun, mm-hmm. and they are they are a lot of fun in in private. And I'm I'm so lucky to get to know some of them better and more private also. And also, I've been so lucky because i'm doing a lot of things for charity Mm -hmm. and when i travel around the world i uh, visit local uh, hospitals and children wards Mm -hmm. Uh, and i've done this for for many years and some of these kids are so sick that they can't even leave the hospital yeah so usually i invite 
kids from the hospitals with their families to come to see my show when I'm in town. Uh, and I've done this all around Scandinavia and a couple of places in Europe. Mm-hmm. And and some of these kids, they are so sick that they can't leave the has- hospital. So I visit the hospitals and I show them some magic. And I also go into the separate rooms for those are so sick that I can't, they can't come to see me perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I show them and I teach them a little magic trick, yeah. you know, with a coin or, or with something just easy, uh, with a napkin or whatever. And the joy that they feel when they're, they're literally, you know, locked to this bed, yeah. they can't, some of them can't even get out of bed. And, and that's also one of the reasons why I've been connecting with so much royalty around, uh, especially in Scandinavia, mm-hmm. uh, because of that work, because they are also very uh, uh, contained or, or very, you know, they like that I'm, I'm stepping up for uh, yeah. for kids away and, and for their families. It's, it's not so, uncommon. And I think yeah. there's a special thing about magic, and every magician knows this, that it's we connect with, people in a very special way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's just and I think it's not uncommon. For, I was going to say it's not uncommon for for many of the the royal families in Europe to be deeply involved in children's charities, especially children who are uh, in poor health. And so I can imagine that that the fact that you are so involved in that would definitely forge a connection, a special connection. A, I mean, between you and the kids, it's a great thing to do for them. Uh, but also, if you're moving in these circles of people who are doing everything they can to promote these children's charities, I mean, you, you must sort of end up just meeting all kinds of very, very interesting people who have the best intentions in their heart. And I, and I think that's important. And for me, it's, it's one of the ways that I can give back. Mm-hmm. And... I, as you said, yeah, I'm doing this this big stuff, and I had my successes and mm-hmm. and so on. But for me, the biggest success that I had is when I can reach out and and you know really uh, touch somebody or, or or connect with somebody in yeah. in in that way, especially with, with with kids and with people that struggles with diseases mm-hmm. and sicknesses. And for me, it's just the biggest reward. Uh, to be able to do that and also i that's why i have here in the background mm-hmm. it's uh my my brand new magic book oh and for now it's only in norwegian but hopefully <laughs> very, very soon it will be in english as well uh, but the thing with that book is that i have come up with with my friends in magic all around mm-hmm. the world and helped me come up with uh the best illusions so that everybody can learn, mm-hmm. but no matter handicap, if let's see, if you if you don't have arms or hands, yeah. you know, if you don't have legs, uh, that's that's not the worst part. But yeah. some can't. Uh, if if you're blind and you can see, and so that we really try to have in that book something that no matter handicap, you can actually learn to do a cool magical illusion. That's fantastic. Oh, that's inspiring. I, yeah, no, I think that's 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 very interesting. Like, I I would be very interested in reading that book. I mean, the the premise of you can be you can be born with a disability or how ha- you know come into a disability later in life, whether it's you know you lose your sight or your you know sense of touch or even you know your your 
you know, physical dexterity and being able to still participate in magic is, I think it's, it's, it's very inspiring. And I'm sure that there's some fascinating magic inside there. I'd love to read that. Um, my, my Norwegian yeah, is a I'll, little I'll rusty. But, oh, I'd love to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, we are a little, we are all about out of time, but before we go, I wanted to touch on one big thing you're doing while you're in Hollywood, uh, which is you, a yep. Norwegian, um, a foreign national has intended to come to the United States and vanish one of our beloved, uh, national treasures, the Hollywood sign. Please explain to me, <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. Well, the idea came about when the strike hit, because for me as a, as a performer, yep. as an artist, connecting with the other artists in show business, mm -hmm. like the actors, the screenwriters. And so the idea was so clear in my head that what would Hollywood be without Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, w without movie industry, without the actors and, and the writers and everybody's that doing this phenomenal job and not just in Hollywood, yeah. but entertaining the world. Mm -hmm. And so this issue now that they're striking for, I, 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 I can really feel them and what they're fighting for. So I thought that this was a special and a proper thing mm -hmm. uh, that we do. Uh, and now I'm here to check everything out. I have my crew here. I have my, my American crew as well. Yeah. That also helping me at Castle. So I, I have the greatest people around me. I, I have Brandy LaPlante. Mm -hmm. I have Sean Wilson from the Wilson Legendary Magic Family. Yeah. Uh, helping me with the show and also with, with uh, that vanish. And uh, it's, it's going to be a really a really great thing uh so uh, I, hopefully I, everything will work out and uh, we have some ideas and we think you know well, well <laughs> let me know when it gets on youtube and i'll be sure to let our listeners know where they can see it because uh we've made no secret here on the podcast that i've got a lot of friends who are on those picket lines right now and so i appreciate you supporting them um as they they work for equal pay uh for uh for the for all the hard work they do and cannot wait yeah. to see this illusion. It's going to be very, very exciting. Well, Alex, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. Good luck at the Magic Castle. Not that you need it, but I know you're going to have a blast. Thanks so much and come back and talk to us soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Alex for being on the show and good luck to him at the Magic Castle. And thanks to you for listening. First and foremost, this weekend, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania at Keller's Magic and Comedy Club, opening for Jackie Fabulous. And then I'll be rocking the mic behind the bar all night. Come on out and say hello. Secondly, next week on the show is a monster interview. I caught up one of the more, with one of the more controversial figures in the world of Magic Awards the chairman and founder of the International Magician Society, Tony Hassini, is my guest. We discuss everything. You won't want to miss it. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you watch the August World Championship qualifiers of NHRL on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show that's not robot combat or magic related, you'll just have to keep an eye on Penguin's YouTube channel and hit me up in the comments. I got some social media videos that I've been working on that are just about to drop. But... If learning free magic from me isn't your idea of fun, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform. Perform.